Welcome to the final episode of The Reluctant Vegan Son. This episode, I just talk about what this means to me and my next project, so enjoy. Reluctant Vegan Son! Oh, fuck. Alright, here we go. So, this is kind of bittersweet. For me, mostly a sweet start of a new adventure, but this is going to be the last episode of Reluctant Vegan Son, or this podcast is the way. You know it is. I mean, I guess that's a bit of an overstatement. It's not, I'm just doing a fresh restart, because what I talk about now isn't really what I started talking about, and rather than just change the name of the podcast, which I certainly considered, I'm just going to give it a fresh restart and try something else. And I'll talk more about that later. But I'll talk about right now what doing this podcast uh, means to me. And yeah, this is going to be the last episode. Maybe possibly I'll talk a little bit about what started everything. Veganism. (laughs) Really, it's quarantine. I mean, this is a quarantine podcast and it's almost lasted the entirety of the time that there has been quarantine or COVID has been a thing. That's not to say that COVID's ended now. COVID's going to be around for a long, long time. But really, it's the time when things are going back to normal. Going back to normal doesn't mean not having a podcast for me. So I'm switching this podcast. I'm Starting a new one called DMDY, Discovering Me, Discovering You, and I'll talk about that, and the first episode will be out next week. So in some ways, this is definitely a continuation. However, I just really think a fresh restart is is going to be beneficial. I just want to thank everybody who's joined me. I mean, please leave a like, subscribe, review the podcast still if you enjoyed it. I mean, I'm still going to check. I still have an email, rvs at gmail.com. Where is it, Reluctant Vegan Son? I forgot. But really, I'm just thankful for everybody that's listened and been supportive of me. So what does this mean to me, this podcast? I mean, this podcast means a lot because it's the first time I've really put myself out there. I think over this time in the past couple years, I've gained a lot of confidence. And I think one of those things is from doing a podcast. I think doing it with my mom helped a lot too. I mean, she's someone that I look up to. And she's amazing. And it's easy to share and put yourself out there when you have someone you love doing it with you. Yeah, surprise, surprise, I love my mom. My mom. (laughs) Damn, this is really serious. should make it more fun. I don't know. I don't know how to always make this more fun. Not everything has to be fun. I'm someone who likes to have a lot of fun. And I spend almost all my day playing with kids. Or teaching kids. But there's time for fun and there's time to be serious. So, I started out this podcast, I think, June of 2020. About then, I can look up when the first episode came out. But what really happened was, oh no, I switched my Anchor account. 
damn, to my new thing. There will be a trailer for that. I'm going to log out. Okay, so the first episode of Reluctant Vegan Sun came out early in 2020. It was, you know, very, very early. The first episode was published, yeah, June 6, 2020, and it was called Reluctantly Vegan. And that's how this started. Still my most viewed podcast, 145 plays, which is pretty pretty incredible. I mean, the podcast in total has had fifteen over 1,500 plays, 1,828. It's almost 2,000 plays, which it might not seem like a lot considering this is the 60th episode, but that's a lot of people clicking on this and listening to me talk and I never would have thought even that amount would be possible. You know, it's the little things. It's my friends saying, oh, this is good, or listening to it, or wanting to play it. Even now in Colombia, I have people who are saying that they listen to my podcast, my friends, and they like it. They find it interesting. I mean, it's not often you get to really see the inside of a person's mind. I mean, I guess that's what all podcasts are, but it depends on the way you see that mind. I mean, when I listen to a podcast, let's take Joe Rogan. What do you learn about Joe Rogan from his podcast? I mean, you learn he has a lot of opinions, which is crazy. I mean, I have a lot of opinions too, but you don't learn anything about the way he thinks, except he's taken a lot of psychedelics. And that's fine. I mean, he has a lot of confidence. He's able to really just talk about any subject and keep a conversation going, which is impressive to me, but... He doesn't share himself in that way. Like, he shares things he's done, but he doesn't share his mind. Mind is a scary thing to share. So the first episode, Reluctantly Vegan, that happened about, you know, two months into the quarantine when no one was going outside, when nothing was happening. But it was something for me. It was me and my mom. We sat down to talk about how I didn't want to be vegan. You can go listen to the first episodes. I mean, it was really when I was trying to figure out, you know, what my voice is going to be, how it's going to be, how can I be entertaining? And to me, the answer I've gotten now is you can't make yourself entertaining. I mean, there are people who are more entertaining than others. There are people who, you know, are funnier. I wouldn't say I'm the funniest person. And maybe I would. I think I'm funny. You you guys can decide whether I'm funny. But like my sister wouldn't think I'm funny. And, you know, I I think I have a good sense of humor. But telling jokes, being confident enough to try your jokes or try something is very difficult. I mean, I'm sure there's stories of comedians who, and I've, I've read them, I think. Not positive, but I can't remember what comedian it was of how they go on stage and they just fell flat. And failing. I mean, you cannot tell the material that's not their material, I don't find as funny. And people come up with things. You come up with something you believe in. I come up with things that I believe in. And if I can't have anything I believe in, then where am I going with this? I don't know. Let's see. If I can't have anything that I believe in, whether I'm sharing, if it's not coming from me, then no one's going to believe it anyways. 
where no one's going to find it good anyways. You know, if I'm trying to be a person that I'm not, then the only person that I'm cheating is myself. And I won't even be happy if I gain a vast amount of success. I mean, it's very difficult to be happy when you're putting out another person. So yeah, maybe if you don't do as well, it's easier on you or easier on me. But then I wouldn't get the same high I do if I succeeded. Or I wouldn't even know how people feel about me in the first place. So I want to thank my mom for really just being there with me and being patient and joining me and helping me put myself out there. And we we did it once a week. And the reason why it's Reluctant Vegan Son is because before the pandemic, I was not vegan. I came back from spring break. We were in South Carolina, we go, and I ate a lot of fast food. And the fast food in the South is really tasty. If you go to the U.S. and you get the opportunity to go to the South to, you know, I mean, there's not much there, but the one thing that is there is amazing food. So check it out. And it's really cheap, the fast food. We ate so much of it, and we drank a lot. And over quarantine, I did none of that. I think it's the time I changed the most in my life. That's for sure. I mean, my family is people who work hard. And by work hard, I mean, my dad physically works hard at work. But the rest of them just do lots. Play music, journal, write, meditate, you know, come up with programs or keeping moving forward. And that's not to say my dad's not keeping moving forward either. He just just gets caught up in work. He does a lot. Yeah, so that's how this started. Me having to be vegan. And I didn't, I wouldn't choose to be vegan at the time. I mean, now I choose to be vegetarian slash vegan. I cook vegan. I eat out vegetarian. So, I mean, maybe the end of Reluctant Vegan Sun is now that I'm not even fully vegan. It's really difficult in this town in Mosquera. There's not many vegan uh, restaurants. Really no, not any vegan restaurants. There are options, you know, at different Japanese places or, you know, the Italian place doesn't really have uh, vegan options. Typical Colombian food, it's hard to find vegan. I mean, when you think of Colombian food, I would think of empanadas. And most Americans, to be honest, don't know exactly what typical Colombian food is. I certainly didn't. Not even sure where I thought empanadas came from. But that's the street food that's most common here and pastel de yucas, but the main thing in common is they all have meat. Or the other thing is arepas, and arepas are excellent, but it's really hard to find vegan arepas. You can find arepas with cheese and egg, so vegetarian is certainly a possibility. But veganism is very difficult, and I don't eat all my meals in the house. I mean, I eat the good majority, but yeah, and I cook vegan. So, when I first started this, it was with my mom, and I had some episodes with, one episode with my dad, I had a couple episodes with my sister, and some with Catherine, who's our roommate, I did one with uh, my friends, who I lived in a suite with at school, after we went skydiving, that was a lot of fun, but during that time, from when I was home, till until... I went and lived in a house at school. 
I would once a week sit down with my mom. And we'd talk about what's going on. Started by saying what's new and good. You know, I would have other ideas too of things to talk about. I mean, I try to do research. It's difficult. I think one of the most difficult things, and I'm very impressed by people who podcast, is having your notes in order. I mean, there are some facts or things I want to look up. And to be able to multitask and talk while, you know, looking something up and keeping it going, keeping having, I mean, I don't know if all information is relevant, but until you get to that next point is really difficult. And I don't like using jump cuts. I mean, there are very few times where I have edited this podcast. This is my mind as it is. I don't like doing double takes or stuff like that. I mean, I guess that's why editing does exist, so that you do it in one take and you can edit out the part. Huh. Maybe I'll start doing that. I don't think so, though, because I think if you want to see my mind, do you have to see when my mind is lost as well, when I'm coming up with things to say. I think it's a, it's a natural part. I think it helps people because no one's able to be perfect in flow. Or maybe someone is. I can't talk. I'm not perfect. There's sometimes I feel like I generalize and then it takes me a second to realize, no, maybe it's possible. I mean, do you feel like you're able to have coherent thoughts perfectly when you are speaking? I think a common line that you hear is <laughs> start talking and these words aren't coming out or the words are coming out funny and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've been talking to or teaching kids. And these are kids who only speak Spanish. And the amount of patience you need is, is incredible. And having patience when someone's talking, I mean, I think it, it kind of is a skill. It's something you can definitely learn. Some people have the ability. I think I learned it. I did not want to hear people talk when I was younger. I mean, I guess I don't want to hear people talk now. I have a solo podcast that I go on for 20 minutes. <laughs> but yeah. So I think being there with my mom, it gained me a lot of confidence in who I am and presenting myself. And I didn't have, I wasn't scared of anything else or anybody else or what other people could do to me because, I mean, I don't think there's anything bad but about what I'm putting out, but I have me out there. It's some portion of your mind out there is scary because you never know who's going to receive it or how it's going to be received. Someone can listen to this and just be like, oh, this is the worst podcast I've ever heard in my life. If you are saying that, you know, maybe tell me how it could be better. You know, I started doing TikTok now, and I'm just thinking about how I would be thankful for a negative comment because I have no comments, but <laughs> that'd be my first one. But still, I'm thinking of how people are coming from a place of what they believe in. Tell me. I'm a person who's like you want I want you to tell me how it is. So yeah. That's the first thing about this podcast that doing really helped. It helped me to have a routine and have something set during the week too. I mean it's I have to get this out by Thursday. And I have that on myself. Like if I miss a day, well actually someone uh one of my friends here was saying, Oh, you didn't yours didn't come out this week. And, you know, that made it think. So people do care about this coming out on time. It's not only me. However, I just had it penciled in. Even if no one cared about when it came out, getting this out 
for the week is important to me. It's a little deadline. I mean, life is full of deadlines. Well, currently not for me, but I mean, my dad is always working with the next project or this project has to be done by this time. And you're always thinking about that. And these little deadlines help me, you know, just get the thing out, push it, push it, and still try to do the best that I can. How else did this podcast help me? I think it's helping me get speak slower and get my ideas in order. I mean, I'm not a person who, I don't have a script. I don't have, I have some idea. I have topics I want to talk about, but it helps me try to logically think about my mind. It helps me find more. I mean, my mind's now jumping all over the places. If you listen to this podcast, you'll know that I could be talking about one thing, hear one word, and then 30, for 30 seconds, I'll be out somewhere else on a limb talking about who knows why the handle on my cup is so nice. I like this mug. It's a green mug. It's got a handle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So there's many good that I think comes out of me doing this podcast, and it helps me. I think the main thing is confidence. That's not to say everybody will do this or have to do this, or, but I think it's a good way for me to gain confidence. Maybe you think if you could gain confidence from hosting a podcast doing it. And so the first 50 or so episodes were me and my mom. And then towards the end of my senior year of college, I was getting really busy, so I stopped doing it for a while. And my mom wasn't able to do it with me, so I didn't want to do it. But I kept coming back to saying, oh, why can't I do this by myself? Why can't I share my mind? What's stopping me? It's something about not wanting to listen or not thinking people would listen to me if I was just talking for 30 minutes. Somehow I needed a second person to do this. Actually, one of the things when I think about is I had a friend in high school, and it's interesting. He's my friend. I haven't talked to him in a while. Don't think he listens to this, but I remember this pointedly, how he said for detention one day, uh, said it as a joke. I don't think it makes it much better that you should just pipe my voice into the classroom for 30 minutes. So please, if you're in detention at my school, please play this podcast. Thank you. Uh, And now it's ending. So, I mean, that type of thing is just getting beyond. The way to contradict that is just by doing it. I mean, when I have conversations with people, when I talk to people, they don't have a problem. Maybe I'm a little talkative. You got to be a little talkative or have some ideas to talk for this long by yourself. But I always think about that when I do the podcast. And eventually I'm like, no, let's try this. I can do this. And so I started doing it by myself. And yeah, I have an episode with my mom. And there will be more. And I'll try to find people to have on the podcast. But it's me. It's my mind. And that brings me to how this changed. It's about change to how I'm going through life, how I'm discovering me. So DMDY stands for discovering me, discovering you. And the way it works is, or my idea behind it is, while I'm doing this podcast, I think I'm learning more about myself. I think I'm talking about how I see things, how I process things, how I understand what I'm trying to do. Talking somewhat about my emotions, talking about 
my lens discovering, okay, I do like that green handle on the mug. Now, it's a little deeper than that, but yeah. And part of the reason why I'm doing this is because this is the one thing that I know. I can know what I'm saying or what's in my mind or how I'm processing things. And you can process things in all type of ways, all different ways. And I think that's what makes it unique. But I'm discovering what makes me me and how to present my most authentic self. What do I like? Why do I want to do that? How am I going to do this thing? What did I enjoy? And I'm going to ask questions that I bring up to myself to you along the way. And maybe by listening to me doing this, how I'm going through life or how I'm doing this, and this is a transition time for me. I'm in Colombia. I have no idea what I'm doing in five months. I barely know what I'm doing tomorrow. However, by me doing that and opening it, maybe it will help you trigger some ideas of how, you should how you're going to discover you. Ask some questions. Maybe what would you do in my situation or how are we different or what, what, how, are, how are you presenting yourself to the world? Or let's say I saw I did this. What would you do? Yeah, I guess it's a lot of if you were me, what would you do? Or what is something you've done recently? Or do you feel this way too? Because I think one thing that I don't see enough is people going through it. I mean, I know people go through the same things or I have the idea that people go through similar things as me. And when I talk to people, they say that. However, I don't hear it often. I don't hear, you know, my struggles with something. If I'm struggling, you know, mentally with social media, and I know that a lot of people struggle with social media, whether it's their body type or someone doing great things or someone on vacation or someone inviting me to something that, or not inviting me to something that I want to go to. And I know this happens to lots of people, yet I don't hear about it. Somehow I think I'm the only one. And I don't know if you feel that way too, if you felt that you're the only one going through these struggles in life. And yeah, my podcast is, I guess, designed to people who are similar to me. I mean, I'm a straight white man. So maybe my ideas are not are definitely not always right. And my ideas are what's happening to me might not be happening to you either. And there are definitely things I can never understand about this world from the person I am. But I can try to understand me. Oh, God. What am I saying? Well, I'm scared. But I think it's important to discover you and present you and love you. And by that, I mean myself. I discover myself, love myself, present the most open myself I can be without any fear. And I still have a lot to fear, even though I'm a straight white man. I still have my own fears. And that doesn't mean that they're not saying anything about anybody else's fears fears are different and it's like why do I have fears I'm supposed to be a dominant member of society which again doesn't mean I'm proud or of everything that my people have done or white people have done it's about figuring out me and that's discovering me and through that hopefully you'll discover you Oof. I hope I said nothing too terribly I don't think so Maybe I've done it entirely wrong. Let me listen through this and see how bad it is, but...
I think it's important to know the true you or to find out what you think or how I or find out what I think or how I see the world. I can't talk for anybody else. But yeah, that's discovering me, discovering you. And that'll be out next week. Thanks for listening to The Reluctant Vegan Son. Thank you so much if you've listened to any episode. And please find me, DMDY. Uh, it should be on everything. I'm using Anchor again. And I'll have a trailer out in the middle of the week, probably on Monday. So thank you so, so much for listening to any episode you had or if you've made it this far. And if you don't listen to my new show, have a great life. Have a great week. I'll see you next week on DMDY.